This episode on the Mesh.tv is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. Producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. Find out more at thesockfactory.com. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Circle Drive here on The Mesh. Thanks for tuning back in. Hopefully you found us either through social media or iTunes. If you're outside the area, we are happy to have you. We are the show located in Hickory, North Carolina, and it's a show for locals and people that want to be locals. So thanks for tuning in today. If you have a second, go check out the rest of our shows on the Mesh Network. We've got everything from film review shows to educational, uh, informational shows regarding entrepreneurship, business, customer service. We have a girly show. Girly, not like that girly show, but like a girl interest show. We have a sports fantasy show. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of something for everybody, so please go check that out. Um, again, TheMesh.TV is where you can find us, and we're all over the Internet on social media, Instagram, Facebook, everything else as well. But we're going to get started today because we got a lot to talk about, and we have a lot to drink. Yes, we do. <laughs> we uh, have some special guests on the show today, and I'm going to turn it over to Moose to kick us off on uh, who is spotlighting in Hickory this week. Awesome. Thanks, Mary Margaret. Uh, hello, listeners uh, and out there in interla- internet land. Uh, today we have a special guest from Old Hickory Brewery. Today we have Jonathan and Angelina joining us. Welcome, guys. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for bringing beer to our podcast. That's (laughs) always special. Um, Like Mary Margaret said, uh, we're we use this podcast as a catalyst to promote Hickory stuff, and we thought, no, what better way to promote our great our great city than to bring our own old Hickory Brewery in for to have a little chat and to talk about what you guys have got going on. So let's talk. What do you guys have going on these days? Everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You know, we are the hometown brewery here. Um, Right now, we're getting started up for Oktoberfest. So, of course, we have our Oktoberfest on. Um, We have, we just released our Daniel Boone, which is an Imperial Brown that has been aged in bourbon barrel for seven months. Yum. So, you get the best of both worlds. It it tastes like beer. It tastes like bourbon. Is Daniel Boone. It's bourbon. Right. And, I mean, it also has somebody local on the label. Um, Every time we do it, there's a different person on the label. Let's see here. Who do we have this week? Let's see if first class. I don't know who that is. Who is that? That is Bobby Bush, owner of Hops and Grapes. Hey, ah, there you go. Bobby Shout Bush. out. Oh, nice. Check that out. Also, I this man so has. so mad he wants to be on that. I know, right? He's, he's trying real hard. He's been that. on it. Jonathan's I, been I was on the it. the first one. He was yeah, the nice. first one ever hey, on it. Look at your claim to fame there, buddy. Thank you. That's awesome. We're, we're excited to try some of this stuff out. And like I said, really want to know what, what you guys have going on. The. Um, so, all the beers you guys do, what, what's your favorite? What's which one is Ooh, it? Oh, that's hard. It's like asking somebody to pick. Well, I'm going to tell you what my favorite child. I'm going to tell you. Do I know what yours is? Maybe. Go ahead. Is uh, it Table Rock? Yeah, well, that, is, that, that is my standard. That's, okay. that's the go-to. That's believe, the go-to right? staple. But I had the Ned Flanders. The the Flanders oh, red. The Flanders the, red. The Flanders oh. red. The, the, like the, the sour that y'all are mm-hmm. making. That's great. Yeah, that was in a bourbon barrel for I think thirty months. Oof. We put oh. that in. Man, oh man, it's 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 great. So let me actually ask just for some people, as we say, this show is a lot of times for locals and mm-hmm. then people that want to be locals, you know, because we do have a lot of people that come and check out the place, coming here, moving here for business, schools, whatever it may be. Tell us a little bit of the background of Old Hickory Brewery. You said you are the hometown brewery, you know, and this day and age, we're getting a lot. We're seeing a lot more and more activity in the beer and wine world around here. So, tell us just a little bit about you guys. Where you where you hail? What's what you're all about? I mean, Stephen Lyerly, our head brewer, started uh, brewing back in 1994, um, where is now the Amos Howard's facility off of Highway 70. Yes, and it was all on converted dairy equipment. Uh, he moved into the facility down uh, 
downtown Hickory, what, 2001, I believe? 2001, I believe, yeah. So we've got a an actual production brewery now, a 20-barrel yeah. brew house. and you know, This is right there beside the railroad tracks off of First Avenue. The post office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. And so you've, uh, you've got, I mean, roughly how many beers coming out all the time? Like, what are you keeping on cycle? On cycle, it's what seven year-round offerings, right? We well, we have our core lines. We have um, okay. our core line, which is and, and and I love our core line because it goes all the way from a um, pilsner, even a light American ale that we sell just at our restaurants, which is called um, Brown Mountain Light. <laughs> Brown Mountain Light. <laughs> yes. I haven't been I do there. enjoy it I'm sorry. And then we also have, um, see, I told you guys I haven't had enough right. alcohol. <laughs> yes. Just go ahead and open another bottle yes. and I'll it'll, get it together. It'll help you out. And then we go from there, you know, and so, so for somebody who is a, a commercial beer drinker and they want to get started in craft, I believe Old Hickory is a great place for that because we have beers that are very comparable. We go from that to a Hefeweizen, which is a, a German style and filtered wheat. We have, uh, and this is in our core line, um, Table Rock, which is our pale ale. We have a, uh, a Death by Hops, which is for our hop heads. Yes, yes, it is. We have a Black IPA. <laughs> like, there's so much in that core line. And then we actually expand outside of that. And, and Stephen Lyler, who is a mastermind um, with barrel aging. He is the barrel whisperer. He is the oh, barrel nice. whisperer. It's so great to watch those wheels turn when you see him and he's just like thinking and it's just like, and then he puts out something just absolutely amazing. And even if you're not a a person who drinks that type of beer, you will drink his because it's so perfect. And I just, wow. It's amazing. Like the, um, the quad, what was the, uh, Uh, careless Careless Magnus aged in Armagnac barrels. Yeah. That's, okay, can you explain what that is? Because I, I'm, I I'm not going to pretend I, I know what that is. I had to look up what Armagnac was. It's a, um, I mean, it's a, a grape wine. I mean, hmm. it's. I think that's one. That's I think one of the one of my favorite beers we ever made was the the Careless Magnus, and I see bottles going for over a hundred dollars. Oh man! Of that that's, out there because it was like something we made, and you can't find it because it was how many years now three two or three two or three years ago oh, wow. and, and and it's a sellerable beer so it's something that you know can even get yeah. better with time yeah. so in opening those bottles now you're like wow like this is amazing i gotta i gotta pause you right there because mm-hmm. what are we drinking right now this uh, is the jane right. Right, right there that was this is some good stuff Whatever it is we're drinking. Usually I'm, I'm one who's skeptical about some of the beer aged in bourbon. And mm-hmm. I love bourbon. Yeah. And I love beer. I'm one of those. I'm a stage really eater, so I'm a stage drinker too, I guess. Ah. But this is very smooth and does not have that kick or bite of bourbon when you're sitting there drinking this. That is Excellent job. I just, it, tastes like, it tastes like Woodford and maple syrup. I just about cursed on there because that was really good. Yeah, it's, it, tastes like, it definitely stuff. tastes like... Um, mm-hmm. Like some sort of like maple honey taste in there too, or something like that. Am I, I am I way off on that? I mean, flavor wise, I'm picking that up as well. But yeah. I mean, this is hops, malt, water, and yeast. Yeah, it's crazy. And, base. and a bourbon barrel. And right. the bourbon. Yeah, yeah, that bourbon barrel brings out all kinds of stuff. That's sure. really cool. Really cool. I get like some vanilla in there. Some caramel. Um, some yeah. caramel. Mm-hmm. A little bit of oak. I, I just this is probably one of my favorite beers right now that we've Yes. Right. I'm, you know, I mentioned the 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 Flanders, the sour beer that you guys came out with. Can you guys kinda go into the reasoning that you guys have to like split or can't brew sours on site or something like that? Somebody was trying to explain that to me and I'd like to get kind of a refresher course on that and kinda elucidate that to our listeners as well. Well, uh the good a good way of thinking about this is uh, clean beer, um, which is fermented with Saccharomyces brewer's yeast and uh, wild yeasts, which uh, typically have Britannomyces as their the workhorse yeast, and then we'll also incorporate like different strains of bacteria like Lactobacillus that you can typically find in yogurt. Um, the thing is those. Uh, like your soft parts of the brewery, like your gaskets, especially, um, it's where you know little hide, little yeah, <laughs> it, it can hide and it right. can like embed itself. And you know, the next thing you know, if you're if you aren't just incredibly careful with your cleaning 
I mean, I'm talking incredibly careful. Uh, you run the risk of infection. You run the risk of clean beer um, incorporating flavors that are they're not supposed to have. Mm. You know, you don't want a you don't uh, want happy accidents. Yeah, you don't want a pale ale that's sour. Um, sure, you right. want a pale ale that's you know has a certain flavor profile. So uh, we use we switch out all soft parts, uh, gaskets, hoses, but. Um, there is a separate sour uh, barrel aging facility just to as an insurance policy. I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually right. bottle right. it on a separate line. Mm-hmm. We bottle it on a our that's clothes, only our, used for sours. That's yeah. only used for sours. It's kept nowhere near our 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 common bottling line and also it's our initial or first bottling line we had from what i mm-hmm. understand a little two head filler a little two and so when we do make those it takes forever to fill them like it's a process on this little line yeah i love it well so that kind of brings us up to you know we know you guys uh and pretty much i think all locals here know you and hopefully more people outside the area too but what's going on in North Carolina, from your vibe, you know, we've seen a trickle down from Asheville, honestly, right? I mean, that's, uh, it seems to me, and from what I'm hearing and reading, is that Asheville is becoming a little saturated, though, on on some stuff. That's why we're seeing it come down the mountain, um, stopping in different places in Morganton and, uh, you know, Lenore and down into Hickory and stuff. So, what's the trend out there right now? What is happening? Why is um, where do you think it's going? Are we about to hit a standstill with craft beer? Are we still growing, moving? Is it is it going to be nonstop from here? Well, we're already starting to see uh, growth slow. Uh, for years, it was double-digit growth year after year. Yeah. And, and I think year before last, we finally got back down to the single digits. Um, you're still going to see breweries open. Um you're going to start seeing more breweries close, though um, the openings are still going to outpace the closures. Yeah. But the days of a new brewery, you know, aspiring to become a new regional brewery like Sweetwater or Highland, I think those days are over. Um, your new breweries are going to have to be content with being smaller. Um, and I know in Charlotte, you know, they're starting to already just become more focused on neighborhood breweries Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is i mean i think that's sustainable that was the way things were you know a hundred years ago and that's well over a hundred years ago but yeah yeah Yeah, i agree like i feel like breweries now like like in charlotte you kind of gotta get a niche and just be in that area and you'll have you'll do really well mm-hmm. you know but it's just always where you see them start to fail a little bit is when they start going out into the market and starting to spread and starting distribution and things like that there's just so much competition out there right now and so much variety that it, it's just too much sometimes i mean now we'll go to the grocery store go to a lowe's and look at your commercials yeah so you remember commercial used to be a whole so big and craft was this tiny little section, yeah. you know, of beer you Around never heard corner. of. <laughs> right. Yep. Now no, your craft cool. section is your biggest part of that. Yeah. You know, and you have, I mean, that's a lot of options. You know, you, you a lot of people don't have like a standard, you know, they're like, oh, I'll get so-and-so's this time. I'll, you know, I love old Hickory's pale ale, but right. so-and-so has one and new one out. Let me try it, you know, because now you have all those options. And now the beer dens, so now you can get, you yeah. can shop and drink, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it um, makes it way more fun to shop. Right. But um, I agree, you know, I mean, there's always, I think with this craft movement, is the curiosity of trying new things. And the labels are appealing, and the names are quirky. And so it's like wine started doing it, you know, with their labels is to... That's how people would buy wine, you know, at least I did when I was first started drinking a lot of wine. And then it turned into the craft beer stuff. Hey, they've got a cool label and it's a cool name. And I know I like stouts or I know I like right. IPAs, so I'm going to try this, which is why you can make your own six-pack sometimes on things, right? Right, and you're also seeing that the um, drinkers are younger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. before your craft drinkers, I think, were 28 and above. Now, you know, at 21, you know, you got home brewers who are – literally 20 years old and home right. brewing i mean you can go to college yeah and and learn how to brew you can get a degree in that you know so it's just a different 
world now, and uh, beer is a, seen as a staple, and and craft beer is seen as a staple now in your home. You know, you always have like you have more craft than anything else. Yeah, you know, and I think it's hurting the commercial, you know, beer, the big beer. You know, when everyone, you know, people craft is making pilsners and making these light beers, and they're making them really good. Yeah, it's kind of hurting, you know, them also. No, so. this used, this was a hot button issue a couple months ago, and you know, probably know where I'm going with uh, this. Are you tired of talking about it? That was my question. Are you guys tired of talking about Wicked Weed and the AB AB InBev merger? No. He, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Great. Um, Good. So I'm not. I, I'm not. I'd, like, lo- I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it because I've heard some people in the beer industry are like, "Yeah, if you give me this much money, it's hard to turn down." But then on the other hand, it's like, "Well, you're also stomping little dudes too." So, what is your take? Being in an industry, you know, our, our listeners are dying to know. Everybody has a price. Right. I mean, right. That's, that that, going that to is an irrefutable right. fact. I agree. Yeah. If, if Anheuser Busch was to come to me and just say, hey, we want you to write about beer, but we only want you to write about our beer, and we're willing to give you this check, I'd count the zeros. And, <laughs> right. I mean, I have a price. Everybody does. Sure. And, you know, Wicked Weed is a business. They were formed to, you know, be a successful business to be profitable to make money and and look they they, they did they did they certainly did they you know they that's the american dream sure just to start something to build it up to you know to sell it to enjoy the fruits of their labors they've they've earned this yeah i'm so glad you said that because there's so many people that are so sour grapes about it and they're just you know they blow up social media and they sour you know beer they're about it. sour beer about it and <laughs> you know they, they they go into it and they're like oh we're not buying wicked weed this oh. kind of thing well guess what everybody else in the country but i'm never going to gonna spend another another dime right. on wicked weed though there it is exactly. I, mean, oh. I don't fault them for what they did sure but i have a choice with my dollar right and when i see the Anheuser-Busch's business practices in other states and in North Carolina as well, not only what they do in the grocery aisle, but what they do on the legislative level, it's despicable. Right. And I'm not going to give any Anheuser-Busch subsidiary a, a nickel, a dime, right. a penny, I understand whatever. that. So, um, you know, good for Wicked Weed. They, they, they were successful, and I wish them all the best of luck moving forward. And their beer could be just as good now as it always has been, but I right. don't know because I won't drink it. I hear you. Same. I hear you. Same. Nice. Yeah, it's just 100% same. Like, you know, I have friends who work with them, and they're still my friends. And yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, it's, not, it's not yeah, about Yeah, shout that. out to Wyatt. Yeah, shout out to Wyatt. <laughs> That's yeah, what I was thinking about. Like, I business. love yeah. some Wyatt. <laughs> Me too, man. He's a great dude. He's yeah, awesome. it's business, and as you said, it's a, you know, everybody's got a price, but it's also maybe we don't know every conversation that went on in those sales meetings and those those discussions together and who knows what what their needs were at that time and at that time they felt it was right to do that and so like you said their choice to go right ahead but also your choice as a consumer yeah, of what absolutely. you purchase right. absolutely right. well yeah that's great to know because you know there's there's so there's so many dissenting opinions out there that you know having someone in the beer industry gives a little more insight about how they feel is, is good to know it's really yeah, good to know that that company was started to sell. You know, sure. it right. started like you knew it was probably going to happen. Maybe you didn't know who it was going to happen with. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more of the smack for me was who they went with. Like you yeah. know, they were already so successful. They you know they boasted you know local this and local that. So it was just like oh come on. You, you know? think they were just so strapped for cash because they no no they were not. Well, strapped well I mean for cash. The, the way I was looking at it is they expanded how many different times within four or five years. That's because they had the money to though. But it's because they did have the money to. Well, I was just the the way I was looking at it. It, the, I was trying to, I guess, convince myself that it was a good move, and because I love their sour beers, I want to keep drinking them. But you know, <laughs> that, that they, um, you know, that they they open they open wicked they open the brewery they open Funkatorium they opened another one they opened another one production mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah production facility. and you know I was what I was hoping is that they were so strapped for cash they had to go to a big guy to say hey help our cash flow you know let this but. By the way, you're looking at me. It doesn't seem like that was the issue. No, no. I, I don't know what the issue was. There might right. have been some issues. I right. Like, for me, I just saw it as we're going to make ourselves big and get on the radar. That's how mm-hmm. I felt it. You know, there's breweries out there who kind of want to stay under the radar a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, of big beer. That's the, that's you know? the cool factor of it. Right. Almost, right? You right. want to kind of stay under that radar. And I felt like, because I called it probably like three or four months before that, there was just some changes that were going on, and I was like, 
they're about to sell, you know, kind of right, thing. Sure. And it was like, no way, they would never. And it was like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of switching gears a little bit. You yeah. know, we've talked about the the, the small guys mm-hmm. and the, you know the super big boys. You know, you guys kind of fit like right in the middle of that. You know, and how does distribution? You know, how far do you how far are you guys distributing your beer right now? Okay, so we're all in the state of North Carolina right now. Powerful North Carolina, uh-huh. and we are starting into South Carolina, um, like Columbia area. We'll be going into Greenville soon. Um, we also, if you look on our Facebook, we are in Amsterdam. Hey. Oh, hey. Nice. We are in, are we in Berlin? I think we're as many countries as we are states now. Right, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, That's cool. And dipping our toe into Knoxville, we'll probably be making a little bit oh, more. Oh, yes, a, Knoxville. Right. A Tennessee a, push. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, hot area. We're, you know, we've been around since 94, and uh, I feel like we've grown slowly in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just been a, you know, we, I'm a sales rep for them. That's what I do. And I still love that we are so supported hometown. Like we are so supported here and so loved here still. And Hickory, that's just something about Hickory. You know, yeah. that's one thing. They're loyal. They're just amazing people. And even when I go out and doing events, they still are just like, Angelina, old Hickory rep. You know, yes. even if I'm going out just to have a beer, they're still going to come to me and ask me, you know what's new out? Can what's you tell going us any on? Secrets? Yeah, give us a scoop. <laughs> give us a scoop. Like, what's your next release? When's this happening? When's this going? You know, yeah. and it's just crazy to see even, and it's all different types of people. You know, from young to seventy some year old man coming up to you, and you're like, "How do you know my name?" And he's yeah. like, "Oh, I saw you at this event, or you know, whatever." And and you're just like, or I follow your Facebook, which is like, you do? He's like, yeah, I'm not actually friends with you. I just hit the follow just button. Stalking you? Yeah, yes. yeah, and that's what you, it is. You like you're totally stalking me, and I'm sorry for all my posts that you read. You're <laughs> um, weird, but you know, and it's great. I just love that, and I love that about here um, to be able to walk and to go places and and. You know, if I have my hat on or whatever, people are like, hey, you know, can yeah. I buy one of those for me? You know, they just know who you are and they know who Old Hickory is and they know, like, they're like, I love your Ruby Lager. Like, you know, just little things like that. I was about to bring up, you know, Ruby Lager was kind of one of those breakthrough for me in college. That's what. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, I think, I feel like it's everybody's training wheels. Yeah, so don't right? know what Angelina was saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's everybody's startup on, on Old Hickory at least. And then. And then now, I mean, I can still, I can still taste Ruby Lager. Like if I think about it, you know, and I can, I, I know I could go drink it now anytime just because it's, it's a, it's a, it's absolutely, it's just an easy, good, steady beer and good stuff in case anybody's ever had it out there. So yeah, it's just Ruby Lager is a Vienna lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it pairs well with any food. Um, it's, you can drink it year round. It, it, People who are hopheads and the people who like the Pilsners, it is a beer that kind of satisfies both of that. It's not hoppy at all. It just has good flavor that, you know, if you want a beer with dinner, you know, and you're not wanting like a palate wrecker or something like that, you know, you just want to drink a beer with dinner. It's a great beer for that. Absolutely. I always keep it in my fridge. It's a staple in my fridge. But what we're drinking now is probably one of my most favorite beers which is the imperial salt. salt with yeah. honey oh with honey mm. so Jumped this gun on that honey yeah. imperial stout with honey um this is not barrel aged or anything like that this i think this is one of the beers that really shows steven's talent with mm. you know um, this is the base for a beer we make called lindley park this is yeah. the base for it and this is it's 10.5 percent, but i feel like you can drink this year round I, you know, I and completely agree. I'm also not afraid of stouts in the summertime. I mean, neither. You know, yeah. like that's uh, a joke that we have. I you know. Holy cow, I can't drink red wine or stouts in the summertime. Well, I mean, I'm, any I'm, season could be stout season. <laughs> that's true. Yes. So with you folks, you know, mm-hmm. being 94, obviously, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about not only getting started, you know, thinking of Steven getting started here and their investment locally with the restaurants and, and seeing – the big surge in the craft brewery, especially over the last, let's just say now, decade, and I could be off, but how has that affected the business here locally, both in what you sell out and distribution-wise and locally? Has, has it been something that's helped to, to elevate the profile of OHB? How has all of that been, and, and where do you see even specifically 
OHB, you talked about growth into other states and so forth. What are your thoughts with, with where it's come from and then how it's, like you said, it's been a steady growth. Where do you see it going? Um, well, I see us continually growing. Um, one thing about us is that our beer is consistent. You know, the beer is good. Um, we have almost a beer that for everyone. Absolutely. So I, I feel that just in that alone, we are like I, when I do events or when I'm selling, it's like, oh, you guys are staples. Like, oh, yeah, Old Hickory. You know, it's always, Good. you know, like, oh, you know, you're our go-to IPA. You're our go-to Good. blah, blah, blah when you go into places. And I absolutely adore that. You know, so I don't like as far as that concern, we're doing it. We're doing well, you know, but it is like there's so many new breweries popping up. And, you know, and then there's breweries out there who are only like they're out of one area, but they're only distributing to this area as far mm-hmm. as. You know, things like that. So then that's the up-and-coming thing. So everybody's putting that on. So there is, you know, competition, and there's still, but but I always see, like, I don't have a problem when I go in a place. You know, it's always just like, okay, I, you guys are always going to be my staple. You know, I always hear that, and they always say, you know, you're always going to be my staple. We have this on right now, and I have this going on after, but we're going to go Well, I love hearing that, that, too, because, I mean, living here, it's almost like one of those things you just – think oh we're in our bubble and it's oh everybody of course here loves and goes to and visits and drinks but seeing and hearing the growth and then hopefully it's not being siphoned off because of everybody else it's great to hear you know selfishly we're here on the hickory podcast it's great right. to hear that name being put out and about and people loving it and and coming back to it for more well you know it's crazy like i you know when i have an event in jamestown at a lowe's which is on the other side of greensboro i have an event on a saturday morning and i walk into that event at 11 o'clock in the morning at a beer den and it's slam packed mm-hmm. for old hickory like you know that's not we're not somebody they keep on tap all the time but when we did have an event there you know the few events we've had there it's been just phenomenal you know they they're popping cask there you know they're doing things that usually bottle shops like intimate bottle shops do you know and you think people going into lowe's you're like oh well you know that's not a person who usually drinks you know right but now it is like you go there to hang out on a saturday people are staying for hours just to drink our beer they have musicians and stuff coming in there now isn't that crazy that's the greatest thing ever yeah you know like i'm what are you doing tonight going to lowe's going to to lowe's to hang out going to the bar which bar lowe's yeah I mean, go pick up some snacks while you're sitting there if you want. You just check out with them, walk over the beer down. It's totally how it works. Yeah, and let's talk about, like, you can get mimosas on a Tuesday afternoon at Lowe's. Like, so, for $3, I think. I'm down, yeah. You know? No, I love it. They've even added the... drink holder cup holders to, to the, the side of your shopping cart mm-hmm. brilliant i remember first I time i seen that i was like what is that for like, that's <laughs> perfect for a beer and then it was like oh they're opening I was because like, it is for the beer what? that's your impulse purchase juice yeah <laughs> and that's exactly what you do because you can drink what three beers there or two yeah. or whatever so go buy some stuff that you don't really <laughs> this five pack of lighters for eight well that's, i noticed that happening like people like get stuff and then they you know come back to the beer done beer den and then they're like, oh, like get another beer. Finish my and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get my cold stuff till I'm done. And I'm going to get my three beers here, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, okay. You no, know, it's great. I love it. Absolutely. I love, it. I love how culture is changing. I love how beer is and wine and everything is just becoming more socially acceptable. Like, I mean, we can drink in a grocery store now. That's yeah. phenomenal. Well, I have um, a question for each of you. So I want you to tell me your favorite OHB beer. Okay, one one favorite OHB, but then you have to tell me one non OHB favorite. Okay, okay? Um, and and so just one each, one in the family and one out of the family. Go in oh. the family. Um, for me, would be the Wilson Creek ESB. Okay, that's a good one. That's a. I mean, that was like a seasonal that rolls out like late spring. We didn't. We did a small batch of it this year. Didn't it was have, just in the restaurants, right? I know. I wanted a like a big batch. We just, had so many people who were upset about that too. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had like, so uh, many social people. media guy has a bone to pick about a beer that you were doing. <laughs> we noticed all these angry tweets coming around about this is great. I noticed in your description on the website it says lending a nice biscuity body. I can it relate is. to that. <laughs> <laughs> A little doughy. It is. That's what I said. It says lending a nice biscuity body. It is definitely. Are you saying you're biscuity, biscuity? or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. or are you I'm yeasty? Kind of like you could be either one. Both, maybe. <laughs> so that was that's easy. I that's mean, your that's, that's your in the family. That's my desert island beer. To be honest, that yeah. is. I could have that 
in the coldest of winters, the mm-hmm. hottest of summers. If I was just to drink like one beer every day, I I could do that one easy. Nice. And I'm a very promiscuous drinker. Uh, so I didn't know where you were going. With I like. That. I, know, I, I was totally was like, what? I was like, wait, what? Changing topic there. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad. I, we know. I keep it. <laughs> I keep it rotating. Like I don't have like a, a standard in my fridge at home. Right. But Wilson Creek, that was about as close as it came. What's your outside of the family? I might have to think about that. Uh, one. Yeah, me too. Ooh. Angelina, what's your what's your inside the family favorite? My inside the family favorite has to be. I have to go with the imperial stout with honey. I'm sorry, it's some good I, stuff. We I'm, just downed it, all of us. I think that was good stuff. It's 10.5 percent. You want oh. more? Yeah, <laughs> you know this biscuity body wants some of that. So it's 10.5 percent. Yeah. Um. So I haven't had this in a really long time. Um, I, I've been drinking Old Hickory for years, but, you know, I drank it a long time ago. And then, you know, now you start getting into the other stouts and all the other beers mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, I was at an event that we had at the brewery. We're doing a release. And um, Stephen, our uh, brewmaster owner, um he was like, can I get you a beer? You know, pour. And I was like, just pick something. Mm-hmm. And he poured me this. And I was like, why are you pouring me this? Like, come on. Of all this great stuff we have on, you know. And I took one sip of it. And I was like, wow, I forgot. And he, I remember him saying to me, welcome back. Yeah. And I, that is my go-to. Like, when I get there, I'm like, all right, Imperial Salt and Honey is on. I'm probably going to have one of those tonight. It's just always always my favorite. It, really just, it, just, just, it just changed my mind about stouts in the summertime, to be honest. Do you see how light? Yeah, it's, it's just super light. When you think about stouts, you think, you know, super heavy, and it's, Sticks on you know, it just it just kind of just, it like sits like an eight block of concrete on your stomach. Like but that is, it's super light, and it's, it's, it's good. It's, it, you, could, you could almost drink it poolside. Right, about right. It. Yeah. So imperial stouts are meant to be enjoyed a little bit on the warmer side. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to keep it. You know, you don't want to serve it ice cold like the Rockies. Right. You know. The Blue Mountain. The Blue Mountains on that one. Exactly. If the Blue Mountain, if the mountains turn blue on the stout bottle, <laughs> it's too cold to drink. Too wrong. Right. Yeah. So you want it about 50, 55 degrees to properly enjoy it. So summertime, you take that thing out of your fridge and it comes up temperature faster. It's a faster, right. you know, come up. So uh, I love Imperial Stouts in the summertime because I don't have to wait for them as long. There well, that and then Absolutely. another thing about Imperial Stouts that I love is as they warm, they change. Mm-hmm. And this is a sipping beer. I know I just took it straight to the dome and drank it out of the bottle. But <laughs> that's the first time I've ever done this with this beer, and it's still just as good. Oh, really? It's a horrible thing to do that, but I just felt it was fun because it's I, not on camera. It was fabulous. So, um I, I really love that, especially in the bourbon barrel beers. Um, as you drink them, it's an experience. You know, you're sitting down either, you know, I'm going camping this weekend or going to the mountains this weekend, and I know I'm going to take a bottle just to sit outside mm-hmm. by the fire and enjoy and just sit there as it warms and talk and just, it's just an experience that can be shared. And I just, Love that, you know, like you can sit with absolutely people. picture that, yeah, and taste just, it. You know, I can almost feel myself. Can you imagine right there. that, yeah. or even just sitting in the summertime, sitting outside around the pool, and you know, passing around a bottle of Imperial Stout. Yeah, you know, I just this is great. So I hear some, uh, you know, I have a brother that lives right outside of Portland, mm-hmm. okay. and so I get the, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean. North Carolina is doing pretty good for their beer. And, and it's it's a very, um, you know, that's that's just what they do. I mean, they're constantly going to a new place to drink beer right. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what's our, what's our future look like in the overall realm of things? I mean, are we kind of the East Coast, Portland at this point? Not we as in Hickory, but North Carolina? Or is it, are we, are we hard to catch, or is it too hard to catch up? Portland, a couple of years ago, did something that, I mean, I, it was only a matter of time. Uh, they became the first city in the United States that more craft is consumed there than domestic beer. Ah. So that that was impressive. Yeah. So good for Portland. North Carolina, we're still a ways off. Yeah. I think. Powerful Bud Light. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, less weird single-digit percentage yeah. uh, is, is the craft share. So, you know, are we 
Portland light? No, not yeah. until we, you know, have 40% of, or until we grow that market 40%. That's right. just, I think that's education and, and that's just education and, Sorry, I had to get up to the microphone again. I just got <laughs> beat on by Mary Margaret. The, laying uh, back after having a few yeah, beers, right? Yeah, laying back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and that comes with education. That comes with changing people's palates by starting them with a Piedmont Pilsner. Oh, you like Bud Light? Yeah, we don't have Bud Light. Try this Piedmont Pilsner because right. it's better, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, easing people in, um, it's a lot of it. And, you know, we appreciate what you guys do in Hickory and, you know, we, you know, there's just, there, there's nothing better than having a hometown brewery and something you can be proud of and something, you know, that's, you, you see exponential growth. We, I've, I've lived in Hickory since 1998, um, and with minus three or four years, but you know, this, the dark ages, the, as we like the to dark call ages, them, where you went right. away for a while. <laughs> well, I have to get find myself. Imperial <laughs> Stouty, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys coming and, and, uh, giving us your insight and, and all that good stuff. And, uh, Mary Marks going to talk a little bit about what we what else have we got going on here. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we figured we would stick to the same topic because when you're drinking beer, you got to keep talking about beer, and that's how it works. So there is an event coming up that is near and dear to all of our hearts, I believe. Um, Chicken on a stick fest. <laughs> yes, turkey leg out of a bucket. Here we come. It's uh, Oktoberfest coming to Hickory. Uh, I believe this is, what, their 30th, 31st, somewhere around their year that's been going on. Big deal. Uh, brings a lot of traffic um, to the area. Let's see. It started in 1985. So somebody do college math on that for me. Well, I can't math. 32 years. 32 years. Okay, cool. Um, so it will be coming to downtown Hickory. Uh, this year is actually a weekend later than normal. Um, it's Friday, October 13th, Friday the 13th starts up the beer festival, but, uh, obviously it's not just beer. This is a celebration of our heritage here and, um, they've got a great website, hickoryoctoberfest.com. Of course, October spelled with a K and, um, entertainment coming Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. They have a couple stages out there that people perform. They have lots of kid activities, so they do have a, um, you know those those really bad rides, rides. Actually, yeah, For, yeah. I, da- danger rides um but not that there's there. been any reported incidents no we're just showing our age right now <laughs> exactly. that's what it is exactly like, it. i'm not riding that thing it used to be they used to look really cool yeah like and now i'm like Mm-mm, nope not get on that but like i had too much beer my kids do, do enjoy it yeah. so um and then as moose fondly said we have some chicken on a stick out there lots of food truck vendors yeah. um to come and you can get in the beer garden and um there's no pets no kids in the beer garden all uh 21 and up but uh, lots of good stuff lots of stuff to drink you guys going to be out there we don't do it as far as old hickory um but, but are you as a hickory native oh as a hickory yeah. native oh, yeah of course yeah. i always go you know it's fun i usually go saturday yeah they have actually a really great singer songwriter area um on the square so absolutely um, they'll have bands and there's a beer there's there's two beer gar- gardens there's one the big one that's down mm-hmm. down the steps and there's like the huge one where you got show id and you yes. know and get bracelets get your and bands a, yeah and it's a, like a big ordeal and it's awesome and sometimes there's some bigger acts that come down there yes um then you have there's one that um is up on the actual square and that's another one they serve more they'll serve old hickory beers and they also will serve some german beers this is where the men the polka band polka right, band poke, will play yes, right? it's so stage. great yeah yes and so i hang out there mostly because this is so i enjoy that out. area that's really fun i mean late night is mm-hmm. where everybody goes down to the big stage right. in the parking lot the city hall parking lot is essentially what it is but but that polka stage is always super fun. And it's, it, you know, it lasts all day at night. They'll mm-hmm. bring in usually more of a, you know, a pop band or whatever yes. that evening. But it's still, like, family friendly. And then if you keep walking straight, like, you're going towards the big gun thing. I don't know weapons. That's the big cannon. About. The big cannon, mm-hmm. yes. You go down to the big cannon, there's a singer-songwriter stage over there. That's really awesome. And yeah. um, you'll have some people coming down from Asheville and Boone and things like that. And also some local people who play there. Absolutely. So Lots of you, local representation, and yes. including in the arts and crafts area, too. Right. A fun little 
vendor set up where you could walk around. So it is a very family-friendly event. It is. Um, and then there's certain areas that if you'd like to come back later on at night or if you are kid-free for the day or something, it's definitely um, – capable of doing but it is it is a it's a very important event to hickory i think it like i said it does kind of show our roots and um tribute that but it's a very large festival i mean it brings in tens of thousands of people and um it used to be that it was on the same weekend as lenore ryan homecoming right and that just you know that kind of blows your mind every once in a while if you're an lr alum because how do you, how do you choose? There's a yeah. lot going on, and you end up downtown anyway. Yes, yes. So. But this year, it's actually not. Um, right. So they're not on the same weekend, which is totally fine. Then spread the love around. Um, that's good. Moose was just checking out the entertainment. You see right. anything yeah, interesting? I'm, I'm on the, uh, the the Friday night entertainment page right now. Um, Hickory Favorites, King Biscuit Trio uh, will back be on biscuits. the King, Back to Biscuits. King Biscuit <laughs> Trio, biscuits. Eric Biter. Um, Eric Biter's band, King Bishop Trio. They're going to be. I love be, Eric Biter, by the way. He's one. Going to be there at seven uh, at the main stage. Uh, Rev, Red Dirt Revelators. Oh, uh, they're they also are local. Amazing. Uh, our regional area band is playing on the main stage on Saturday night. So you get to, and uh, the Pavilion stage on Saturday night. Uh, my buddies, the Message is also playing. So you go check oh, those out. That's a and great one. And if you lineup. get uh, you get a wild hair, Moose and Friends playing both nights at the at the. Um, Old, uh, old Hickory Tap Room. So hey, awesome. Shameless plug. Shameless yes, plug. Yes. And uh, can I plug that also? That's sure, also absolutely. one of Old Hickory's restaurants. So, ah. so old, let me talk a little bit about that restaurant. If you have not come to Hickory, and if you come to Hickory, that or if you live in Hickory, that's a restaurant you need to go to. Number absolutely. one, it has, argumentally, like the most alcohol on the East Coast. Um, we have your Pappy Van Winkles. We have all that. Louis. We have the King Louis. We yes. have it all. Um, it's a fun, very high energy place. During Oktoberfest, we will be running specials that night as far as food um, and drinks, of course. Our, our Oktoberfest beer will be on, so if you come out. The girls that work there and some of the guys dress up. Yes, you know, Lederhosen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Like I, um, when so when I started here, I started with the brewery. It's, I mean, with the restaurant itself, and I worked Oktoberfest, and it's a long, great, fun day. Yeah, and you get to meet people from all over. Um, you meet you, and that's a bar that you can sit at and meet people. And that's one thing I love about Hickory is you can go to the bar by yourself. You can just be like, hey, I'm in town, or I'm new to town. Go to a bar downtown. Go to Old Hickory Brewer. I mean, Old Hickory Tap Room, or go to Old Hickory Station. Just sit down. Absolutely, somebody uh, is going to talk to you. You know, it does not have to be Oktoberfest no. to enjoy a good conversation and a good meal down and a good time. You know, I mean, there's right. always music playing. There's games on the TV. There's whoever has to put the little bows on all the taps at Christmas. I mean, props <laughs> to them. But so, that is a big ordeal. You I come bet. in early. It takes like a couple days. Same thing with Halloween. We do a big Halloween thing, and we come put bows and everything, and hang lights. And I mean, it. Every time that we go there around Christmas, because you got to get a beer with a you know pepper stick our in it, sale. right? Get the right. Sale. It's like whenever we're sitting there, it never fails. Somebody at the table says. Who do you think had that crap job of putting all their bows up? You know, and we ask it every I, year. I, I was but, always thinking it was did whoever drew the shorter straw. No, yes. so, and for people who don't know, if you go into Old Hickory um, around uh, Christmas time, we have tap handle or any time, but there's tap handles all over the place in there. Like walls full. Walls full of tap handles. And um, what we do is we put a bow on every single one. It's a nice and you, touch. It's a nice it's touch. A nice, but when you're thinking about it, you're sitting here going, okay. But when you see it and see how many tap handles there's actually in there, a lot of old tap handles, a lot of, a lot of antique, you know. Yes. And, you know, it's the way they get cleaned. It's, it's you know? not. <laughs> a little dusting every It's not year. unlike taking down your Christmas tree or your decorations no. at home where, you know, I can imagine taking them down is probably even worse because you're kind of at the end of the season and it's like, man. You're tired. Yeah. Like, you just worked a Christmas season because everybody over comes in now, town. You know, so. the kid, all the people are in from college. The kids yes. are in from college and they all go to the tap room. So, you know, it's a, it's a crazy, great, wonderful season. You run into friends. You yeah. It's always a good friends time. Friends and friends are there. Uh, yes. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night, uh, it's always a great time there, too. Yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas night, Absolutely. it's always a big deal. And they never close. No matter how much snow's on the ground, tap room's open. Yes. So just so you know, so you can come get your bourbon drink. It is a good time up there and good food. 
Real good yes. food, too. So uh, really enjoy our meals up there. My kids even love it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it does. it's definitely family-friendly, too. So uh, really, really looking forward to that. So check out Oktoberfest if you guys get a chance. Again, it is coming to downtown on Friday, October 13th, and goes Saturday and Sunday through the 15th. Um, lots of fun stuff and a great experience in true hickory fashion. So speaking of true hickory fashion... It's time. It's time. It's, it's time. time. For everybody, everybody's always looking forward to you. Yeah. Well, you know, and we're keeping with the theme. You know, we have the the friends from OHB come and talk about delicious brews. Talk about the delicious offerings, including Moose's favorite chicken on a stick, turkey in a bucket, <laughs> whatever. I don't think chicken he discriminates. Stick, man, that's yeah. where it's at. <laughs> so now we're going to go to delicious food mm. at La Tienda Mexicana Las Isabelas. I was very much schooled. We just call it Isabella. Just call it Isabella. Just call Isabella's. it Isabella's. That's yeah. So, for those that don't know, where we're talking about is right across from the police station and the bus stop in downtown Hickory. And the brewery is right and, across the street. And, and the across the street from the brewery, we're, we're keeping it very, very local. Very today. local. This very, is right down like the street. We're like in a block right now. Yeah. yeah I don't know if that's good or bad. There's a reason we're having us all at the same time. We didn't have to walk far. Yeah, we didn't have to, you know, it's just make it easy for all of us. But I'm so excited I have that to I know say, about this place now. I'm a little ashamed that it took me this long to come and eat at Isabella's. Same. Because I, I love some Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And this was fabulous. And if you love Mexican food, I recommend to anybody. And, it, and I mean, when I say Mexican food, Real authentic, authentic Mexican food. I'm still sweating. Yeah, <laughs> Did yeah. you eat the pepper? Uh, oh. No, he didn't eat the pepper. But no, he, he got red, a little. Uh, had that red sauce. He got a little brave the red sauce. With the red sauce. Lit me up, sir. So um, paying for that later. So we went there for lunch today, <laughs> and uh, true to form, I kept up with. We now have a, a leader in the clubhouse with the place where I've spent the most money for one of our <laughs> review lunches. And and, no, and you have to work to spend uh, a lot of money here. Note, yeah. It's very affordable. The tacos are two dollars. Two dollars. How much? How much was your tab? Before the tip. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen twenty-six. Yeah. So yeah, the okay. missus will see that and say, "Oh, it must have been a podcast day." <laughs> Um, yes, so, but I'm here for the people. Absolutely, you got to you got to take one for the team. You got to really investigate. Uh, what am I going to talk about? Yeah, it's a good chicken taco. Go get it. No, man, I got to say all of the wonderful deliciousness. What all did you have, Nelly? So I had chicken taco or pollo taco. <laughs> I had the chorizo out of it. taco. Yes, the steak um, taco, and it was delicious. And then, just to yeah, top it off. I was going to say, that's not all you had. Yes. To top it off, I had the enchiladas and green sauce, which was a full plate. And you know it's, well, you know I have an eating problem when it comes out and I sit there and say, look, look at the beans. It's not just a uh, slab of refried beans sitting at the end of the plate. It these was, are beans that were cooked these on are the stove. freshly cooked. It was delicious. Usually the afterthought on most plates when you go to a Mexican restaurant, and it was awesome. But I highly recommend it. Be careful with the red sauce that they bring out, right, Moose? It, it yeah, it's, he's it's still I'm sweating. Feeling so bad, y'all. It just—he's <laughs> crying right now. No, it was. I'm just thinking about <laughs> it. Like the outside of my tongue is still lit up. Yes, and we'll take your review on the fish tacos, but not so much the shrimp tacos because there's I, no there way you taste anything else them. but that on the shrimp. You can take mine. Yeah, I love the have, shrimp Moose? tacos. I had the fish taco with the green verde sauce that they bring. It was fantastic. Chicken was or the. Fish was blackened on corn tortilla with pico de gallo. Super simple, served with a side and of the tortillas wine. are great. Tortilla is fantastic. Uh, also ordered a shrimp taco, which was same thing, shrimp pico de gallo on a corn tortilla. I had that with that hell sauce, and it was holy <laughs> mackerel. I'm telling you, but like, we even you, said it, it was good though. It was it good. Was, it wasn't but- like the. You know the Carolina Reaper or something crazy like that. Where well, you could just taste. do it to impress right. impress chicks. It still table. has a good like, flavor. Yeah, it's it's super it's super super good. That's why we talked about this. Why do people eat peppers that you just can't taste anything? It's to impress chicks. But that doesn't it work is. for me. Does it work for you? No, Does it work? For you're me? an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but oh, we just you know removing all doubt. So the uh, I also had the chicken uh, quesadilla. Uh, it, it was it, two it, inches thick. It, it was two inches thick. Yeah. It was the size of a hub, half the size of a hubcat. 
Uh, I would eat there again. Ocho out of siete. Eight out of seven. Oh, wow. You're yeah. sticking with that seven You scale. went over the scale. I did. Man, that's amazing. Eight out of seven. Yeah. Well, I had the ceviche. Went very simple, easy, but it... Well, you had a method to your madness, too. You're like, listen, if if they do it right, this is going to be Yes, because I love ceviche. I can get ceviche anywhere I go, and I love it. Now, ceviche is extremely easy to overdo, where people just make it too much. They add too much flavor to it, too much junk in there. I want my ceviche. Simple, clean, fresh, and tasty. And this was all of it. It got checked off everything. Um, And then he brought out these. He saw me. As we may note, this gentleman who was wearing a little bow tie. He was. Great. Our little waiter was wearing a little bow tie. It was amazing. I loved it. So he came out. He checked on us numerous times because he knew we were first timers. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't that obvious. Yes. And, um, but he saw me eyeballing the onions and pepper that he brought moose alongside of his plate. And I was staring at it and I said, oh, moose, that looks so good. And about 30 seconds later, I had some beside me that he'd brought out and, and put down in a bowl beside me. And I enjoyed both of those as well. Grilled onions, pepper in there. And it was just a little side dish of it. But the ceviche was incredible. I highly recommend it. It's a huge plate of it. Came with some fresh guac, um, avocados on top. And uh, the shrimp was cooked perfectly. And everything was great. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. It did come with these... Um, I don't know what what you call them, like a little flatbread, but it's it's a basically a big old chip, yeah, right? Corn, yeah. It's like a fried tortilla almost or something, but it's uh, crispy. It's like if you broke it up, you'd have the chips, like you have it maybe the generic Mexican restaurants chips and dip type stuff. And so that's what he brought out as a bowl of that for me to use with my ceviche, which was again, it's great, pretty awesome. It was great in yeah. the whole the ambiance with it having the the. The store, the convenience store, grocery store, butcher store. I mean, they've got Adjacent. a little bit of everything. Like it is, it is yeah. That's where you go pay inside, for the food. Yeah. Um, they've got outdoor seating. We didn't take yes. you know advantage of that today, but I am sure I will mm-hmm. in the near future. Um, yeah, the, the store had a little bit of everything. It was nice whenever you sat down. He said, oh, go get your drink out of the cooler. You know, So you went right. over to where the store was and got your drink out of there. So we each picked something. Um, I had strawberry soda. It was great. Doritos. We both had strawberry soda. I had strawberry water, which was phenomenal. And um, so that was good. We took care of that. He popped the top off the the drinks for you. And then you go out to the store to pay. So we walked around the store to to soak it all in a little bit. Of course, the menu is super authentic back there in the butcher shop. Yep. And then they had a little bit of everything. Candy, yeah. medicine, moose found. That short cartilage, if anybody needs that. Good yes. for osteoarthritis. They had some, of course, the peppers, dried peppers, and tomatillas, a little cooler for uh, cool refrigerant stuff. So it was really just a very cool overall experience. Yeah. Cannot wait to go back. It was fabulous. And I've always driven by it thinking it was just the, Store. the tienda. but. And I'll admit a couple of weeks ago it was a restaurant. I was shocked. I'll admit I knew it was a little rest. I mean, I knew it was the grocery store, little intimidated to go in there. Oh yeah. Right. So I didn't know if I would be like looked at silly or feel weird going in there. However, super nice customer service in there. People asking if you need anything, people saying, how was your meal? How was the service? How did you feel about it? Please come back. I can always appreciate that. Absolutely. So it was a, a wonderful experience. I would give it, I mean, with ambiance and visual, I'm going with a normal person 10 point scale here. I'm going to give on. it a, a 9.3. Nice. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Those yeah, people I going to that translate to a 6.7 out of 7. I definitely am taking the misses back there to the It's awesome. I was I definitely going to go. Do you really? really? I eat there once a week. Well, you're right there, so that helps it's walking perfect. distance for you. What Now, what's your go to? I get the shrimp tacos, and then I get a side of rice, and then he brings me the peppers and the onions. Yes. And then I put that red sauce, which you, when you like, if you, you get did, the red you sauce. You the red sauce on your onion. I did. I did yeah. the red sauce on the onion. That was, you look really, look at that red good. sauce. That red sauce looks like hellfire. It, it is. Yeah. When you look you at stir it. stir up the bottom yeah. of it. The yeah. bottom of it's where the truth is. Yeah, and you're just like, why would I want to do this? But I'm going to do it. Well, you because know what? I can't. I, right. And so yeah. now I can't. Because, like, I was like, why do you guys eat those peppers? Yeah. I do that. Like, I know I'm punishing myself, but it's amazing and it tastes good. Yeah. They do a great job over there. And like I said, it was clean. It was friendly. I mean, you know, that's, that's the first part of that right there. It had a big old skull of an animal on the wall. So 
bonus points there. It was so good. And they put out a Highly cooler. I don't know if they put it out for lunch because I always go for dinner. But they have this cooler that they put out without a lid on it full of beer. Ice cold beer and water. Yeah. yeah. And nice. you just literally just go in there and grab Are you sure they don't do that just when they see you come in the They pool? might because okay. I will drink like three 22-ounce Modelo Specials. <laughs> so, um, yes. It was, I will. It was great. I just, I'm sorry. And again, we always kind of go back to if it's kid friendly or not. Yeah, we always go back to try to let people know if it's kid friendly or not. And it had a, um, it's definitely kid friendly. You could sit outside, you could sit inside with them. It's like I said, it's a grocery store, but there is definitely just plain old tacos. Plain, they could get a good old taco rice, rice yeah. as you were saying. Fresh. And they also had two dollars too. They also yeah. had chicken tenders and french fries on the menu. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, if your kid doesn't want a taco at that time, chicken tenders and fries are always going to work, and mommy and daddy can enjoy the deliciousness that is oh, over man. there. So I'm so happy to take my family there as well. Absolutely. Great. Hey, that was that was some stuff. Moose's mouth's on fire, not just from the uh, talking, but the red sauce and hopefully cool down a little bit from the beer he's yeah. biscuity that's right yeah well, well thanks ohb guys for coming back again <laughs> yes thank you i had a great time for this sure this is uh we we do love our hometown favorite you know we all have i think our favorite ohb beers and now maybe a I new one because friends from outside of town just to take a little bit of hickory there as I love do we and I'll, I'll admit though even my brother who comes in from portland you know who rarely gets back home but they usually are back around christmas or so we always hit up uh, some of the coolers, and we've got to check out the new OHB stuff. So he's he's a fan as well, coming from the West Coast. So and there's um, always something new as well. Like yes. right. we have we a have another Imperial Stout brewed with maple syrup, aged in bourbon barrels, coming uh, out uh, at some weeks. point soon. Yeah, we'll announce that one probably day before it right. goes on sale. Where's the best place for people to find out when things are released and what's happening and get the best information from you guys? Uh, <laughs> hey. I know. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, okay. Twitter. So yes, all social media, mm-hmm. you'll be releasing information about that. Mm-hmm. So everybody go check out, follow, like, friend, everything for OHB. and, and drink. Definitely. Responsibly. We have a collaboration <laughs> coming out. Oh, and then yeah. then there's the collaborative Old Rabbit's Foot. Uh, this is, we are super excited about this. Uh, it is a collaboration, North Carolina collaboration. It is Duck Rabbit out in Farmville. Love it. Foothills in Winston-Salem and us. So that's where you get the Old Rabbit's Foot. It's a portion of nice, the Nice, nice. Uh, it, back in the day, was uh, originally... Uh, a blend of our imperial stouts aged in Pappy Van Winkle barrels. Now it's Woodford Reserve, Woodford I believe. Reserve. But still, that is, it's. I mean, it's a blend of three of the OG imperial stouts aged in bourbon barrels. I mean, it was the first collaboration brew, I believe, in North Carolina. Wow. And it's coming back after, what, five-year five years. Nice. That release will be November 11th? November the 11th. Nice. And we're that still is- figuring out everything else but we just we know the date we have the date also just you know for people in hickory or people coming to hickory that is the same date as the shuck and peel also which is a big event in downtown hickory absolutely so you can come get some oysters it starts about two i think or one that's a good afternoon that's a full afternoon i think they're starting about one o'clock they usually go to what six o'clock or something like that Uh, we'll start about eight so mm-hmm. you can. And, we're still figuring that out. Yeah, we're still <laughs> yeah. Figuring, yeah. There's we'll lots start. of time between that, and we'll. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. And one, but that's a good event. Yes. Yeah, we, you know, come hang out, meet some people. We have people come from all over for our events. So yes. you know, if you're a really big craft fan, or even if you want to just learn about craft, I think that's a good event. And our brewery is not really open to the public very much. Right. That is coming to events like that is a way to come and see our brewery because our brewery is still very active and moving and. So to come through, you're going to have to dodge forklifts and step over hoses. and Especially today. I mean, Especially, like yeah. any, any week, I tripped twice any today. Day, it's nice. Yeah. I think I tripped twice today. Over well, that's a, that's, it's a very cool space to drive by. Uh, beautiful old building right there off the side of the, rain, uh, the train tracks and right downtown. So obviously people can at least see it, know where it is. Yeah, we're right beside I mean, the store. Talk about being local. That's doesn't get much more local than that. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And thanks for the beer. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, thank thank you. Yes. Yeah, day drinking at its finest. It's going to make my afternoon smooth. So. I know, right? Yes, you gave me a reason to day drink. Oh, so speaking, excited. Speaking of local, we also like to thank our, thank our sponsor, the Sock Factory. Uh, they've been uh, they've made socks here in Hickory locally since 1975. Go check out their lines of socks, Fit Sock, Crazy Compression, and William Tucker. They can all be found on the SockFactory.com. Or you can ride out to Longview and go buy socks from them. Just uh, give Nate or Michael a call, and uh, they'll be happy to help you out again uh circle street drive is sponsored by the sock factory and the sockfactory.com so thanks again ohp guys we thank appreciate you it. absolutely thank you so much for being here and thanks to our host the mesh.tv you can find out more online at the website or on our social media channels uh we have a new instagram that you can check out it's the mesh.tv um we've already shared our uh, overindulgence picture for the week of the amount of food that we ordered at the uh, say the name again La Tienda Mexicana Las Isabelas correct okay so we are uh, happy to have you guys join us hopefully you'll check out anything uh, we have coming in the future and you know what if you have a place that you would like us to try out and give our personal opinion on you know, I mean, let's let's be honest. Michael just spent nineteen dollars at the Mexican restaurant, and it's there's really, you know, incentivizing. Yeah, you're gonna get to be- you're gonna get some profit there, and there's really not much he doesn't like. So, uh, let us know if you have any place that you'd like us to come check out your place of business or an organization that you'd like us to um, help promote. Give us a call. We'll take your call uh, anytime. We do have a voicemail line at eight two eight six one nine zero zero four eight, or you can email us at info at themesh.tv. Thanks again for listening to Street Circle Drive. We will catch you next time here in Hickory. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.